As we prepare our hearts and minds for worship this morning, I invite us to let's pray and invite the uh, Holy Spirit into this place that Scripture will be rightfully heard and rightfully preached. If you'll pray for me and pray for yourself in this time. Amen. Our scripture lesson this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke, the 21st chapter, verses 25 through 36. Hear now the word of the Lord. There will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and on the earth distress among nations, confused by the roaring of the seas and the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world. For the power of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, stand up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Then he told them a parable. Look at the fig tree at all the trees. As soon as they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is already near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Be on guard, so that your hearts are not weighted down with the dissipation and the drunkenness and worries of this life. And that day does not catch you unexpectedly, like a trap, for it will be Come upon all who live on the face of the whole earth. Be alert at all times, praying that you may have the strength to escape all that these things that will take place and to stand before the Son of Man. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts Be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. It's especially an honor to be here with you today on the first Sunday of Advent. As I was expecting, rather hoping, the lectionary would lift up some passages of Scripture that were pointing to the birth of the Lord. This is Advent. This is the season where we're preparing for Christmas. When I read this morning's scripture, I was tempted to flip back to the beginning of Luke's gospel, to the beautiful beginning of the birth narrative, back to the place where Mary was informed she was carrying the Christ child, but I didn't. That beautiful story will come in its due time. The passage we hear this morning is an (coughs) (coughs) apocalyptic discourse, followed by a parable from Jesus, and as part of the translation that Luke uses to conclude the stories of Jesus' ministry as he prepares for the telling of Jesus' last days. For both the original here as well as for us today, we know the rest of the story. We know the, the birth, the life, the death, and the resurrection. So this story screams at us. This story screams at us that we are to keep our focus on the truth that the coming of Christ, and as Luke describes, that coming will be evident if we are faithfully waiting. It will not be difficult to tell. It will not be God pulling a fast one to swoop in and take away the good pickings. The coming will be known by all creation, 
And as the parable points, it will be as apparent as the summer is to us when we, when we witness the budding of a naked fig tree. We've all witnessed spring and the budding of the greenery. In the same way, there is no doubt about the approach of summer. The parable teaches the second coming will be just as evident. So this parable is pointing us toward being prepared. And that's when the light bulb went off in my head. I began to understand the text. Find itself placed in the lectionary as the first Sunday of Advent. The first Sunday of the new church year. We are to begin with preparation. We are to begin with faithful waiting. Not that we are to be staring into the sky looking for signs of the end times. Nor are we to be hanging on every word from the evening news questioning if we are witnessing in this world the signs of the end. No, we're called to wait faithfully. And faithful waiting is not the type of waiting we've come to despise. The Black Friday line waiting. The line to get through airport security. The dreaded waiting at DMV for your number to be called. I think we all know that feeling. Hurry up and wait. No, that's not how I believe we're called to be faithfully waiting for the coming of Christ. We're to be waiting with our heads up, looking toward the future, keeping our attention not pointed inward toward ourselves, not even specifically pointing toward praising and worshiping God, but forward. We're to be looking forward through the life and the ministry of Christ, aimed toward the time when the reconciliation, the work of Christ, is to be completed. The work that draws all humanity into the covenant of everlasting life with God is fulfilled. And it is through Christ that we also live with hope. While we seem to be surrounded by despair, this, the Sunday we enter into Advent with hope, the hope for peace, the hope for a cure for cancer, hope for an end to hunger, hope for clean water for all, hope for sustainable housing for the homeless, hope for a rapid transit system in Richmond, hope for quality education for all, hope for sustainable living situations for all, huma all humanity. And our list of hopes can go on and on. Yet our eternal hope, our eternal hope is in the fulfillment of the second coming and the reconciliation of all creation to God. We know what is coming. The Advent wreath is out. The trees are decorated. The candles are in the windows. We've started our shopping. We're preparing for our celebrations. The menus are prepared. The invitation list is ready. Our celebration plans are well underway, yet we're only at the first Sunday of Advent. We, yet we are already deep in our season of preparation for Christmas, and with today's text, we're instructed to wait faithfully by ushering in that restoration by working toward that reconciliation between God and humanity. We're called not to be cheerleaders on the sidelines, but to be involved in the work of the God in the here and the now. In this time of year, we have opportunities galore. We have the angel tree, which we can be, where we can focus on those that are in need, where we can bring some hope to them in humanity. When we participate in Feed More, the donations could be a meal that gives someone hope, hope to make it through another 12-hour shift at a plant for $10 an hour just to be able to pay the rent, the light bill, and have enough gas to make it back to work all next week. 
the places where we have participated with waters of the world and given water to communities, thus allowing mothers in underdeveloped and undeveloped countries to trust that their babies will have a better chance to survive. All these are ways in which hope has been sent out from this place into a suffering world. And as, in, and as we are in this season of preparation and of faithful waiting, we're to keep our focus. We're to seek, to seek the ways when we can to continue that hope, the ways in which we can be Christ in this world. How can we be that hope? In what ways can what we say and what we do give hope to a world that seems hopeless? How can we be the light of the Christ, the light that penetrates all darkness in a world where doom and darkness seems to be waiting at every turn? In what ways can we better be the church, loving all our neighbors? I want to leave you today with a devotional on Rediscovering Advent by Rachel Shrubus. And I believe it speaks to our faithful waiting. Advent is ours. Neither you alone nor I in oscillation wait. We wait. We wait for blessed hope, for revealed glory, for God who looked at human man, humankind and said, we should not be alone but together. So we are in it together. This stretch of darkening days that our Christian forebears called Advent means to come, means an arrival. We have come to the winter of our faith. We have arrived at the season of stress. What better time to practice prayer of presence in this month of yearning yet unrealized. Blessed are those whose calendars crowd with obligations, whose heads clog with colds, whose roads narrow, snow choked, whose churches swell with uneasy seekers drawn Christward. The Savior has been who we are. When he returns as he promised, he will surely find us anxious. But will he find us together? Amen and amen. Let us pray. Merciful and mighty God, we gather together here to prepare and wait together. We pray for the courage, the faith, and the abilities to faithfully wait on you, God. Show us the ways we are to represent your hope in the face of despair. Show us the ways where we can bring your light into places of darkness. We ask these in all our many prayers in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen.